was that like for you? Can you ever get to that place? What happened in your life? Let's just talk about it. Watch this. I'm your host, Chuck. Watch this. Do you remember what was in your mind? Genuine people just like you. Your life's journey. So how was that for you? So you don't want to miss it. Thank you. Thank you so much for always making this platform a part of your weekly listening pleasure. The stories that are being shared here, don't hold it in. You're not alone. But let's just talk about it. Share their journeys. Guess what? You could be next. Well, I would love to hear from you. Let's just talk about it 22 at yahoo.com. Let's just talk about it podcast.com. Today I have Fred Dixon on with me today on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. So first of all, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I really appreciate you being on, Fred. All right, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir, man. My pleasure. How's it going today? Uh, it's been busy, yeah. but it's productive, though, so you can't complain when it's productive. Yes, sir. Same here, man. As yeah. always, I love to jump right into my interviews to have those genuine conversations with genuine people just like yourself, Fred, to share a portion of your life's journey. So with that being said, where are you from? Norfolk. Norfolk. Shout out to Norview. <laughs> Definitely shout out to Norview. Yes, sir. I've had a lot of people on from Norview. So how was it for you growing up in Norview, Fred? Um, when I was growing up in Norview, a, a lot of the guys that I hung out with, mm-hmm. none of us had no daddies. Mm. So because none of us had no daddies, that was what brought us all together. Okay. We had a whole bunch of guys that were together that were raised by single mothers. Yeah. And we didn't have any fathers. Mm-hmm. So we, in return... We were kind of like each other's father. We looked out for each other. We made sure we took care of each other. And in 2023, knowing what I know now and assessing the situation back then, it was really amazing. Like my mother worked at a gas station with three kids. I mean, you know, in 2023, that's a lot. So we pretty much stayed with my mother. She worked at a gas station, full-time job with three kids. So she had to make sure we were eating and stuff. So my grandmother watched us. But in 2003, my grandmother, she passed away from breast cancer. Wow. And then my mother passed away two years after her from a massive heart attack so when i was like 15 16 i didn't have like a parental figure telling me what to do yeah it was just me if i didn't get up and go to school i wasn't going it was on you yeah if i didn't eat that was on me if i didn't wash my clothes that was on me Wow. so it was one of those things where you fend for yourself once you turn 15 Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what i did wow so your grandmother and your mom at the time are no longer around so now you have to pretty much raise yourself yeah my grandfather was there but i ended up taking care of my grandfather Wow. Like the the role was reversed. I had to make sure that he went to his doctor's appointments and I had to make sure that he went where he needed to go. Uh, my sisters at this time, they were old enough to move out. So they moved out. Mm-hmm. So it was just me taking care of my granddad. And nobody's watching me go to school. Like I don't have to go. I still end up going. Though. Going. Yeah. So how did that impact you, man? Losing your mom and your grandmother. You know, nowadays, yeah. mental health is more accepted. And you ask for help nowadays. Mm-hmm. And nobody looks at you differently. Different, looks yeah. crazy. But you talking about 2001, 2003, we held all that stuff in. So it put me in a really like dark place. You don't really care about everything you're supposed to care about no more. Because in my situation, my mother was actually my best friend. Yeah, That was the greatest human being I ever knew in my life. Mm-hmm. And when she died, she actually dropped dead in my face. 
So when that happened, it kind of, you know, that's going to mess with any kid. So, yeah, that's where I was at. And it was really bad at that time. So how did you keep it together? Because you never know who's listening, Fred, man. You never know who's going through the same thing. Having a mother who was their best friend, they are no longer there. So, like I said, you never know who's listening. So how did you cope, man? You just kept going? Man, it honestly took about... It took about a good 10 years mm. to actually get over that whole situation, mm. right? Because you get in the house and everything that I knew was different in a mm. matter of like two months. Like my sisters had moved out. My mother was no longer there. Mm. My grandma, my grandma had just passed away two years prior. So everything that I was used to automatically switched. And it was like, yo, everything just changed. We went from having Christmas and getting all these gifts to when Christmas come around, I ain't really getting nothing. And it's like Thanksgiving wasn't the same. Everything just changed in a couple of months. And like I said, mental health wasn't really accepted back then. Yeah. So you just had to suck it up and keep going. But if I had somebody to talk to at that time or somebody was talking to me at that time, I probably would have needed mm. because I went completely silent and didn't talk to nobody for about two weeks. Mm. Did you have any friends around, like your friend outside of your family? It was nothing. You know, when people tell you when somebody dies, if you need me, I'm there for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was it was none of that. None of that. Everybody went no. home. Yeah, yeah everybody just went home. Homes. Yeah. My aunt, which was my mother's sister, she started stepping in. Like yeah. I have to give her some credit. Her and her her husband, they went to like my parent teacher conferences at school and stuff. And I think they went to one parent teacher's conference and the teacher told them they didn't know who I was because I didn't even go to class. I got to the point where I realized that, you know, every high school kid knows that there's certain core classes you have to pass. The rest of the stuff is electives. So when the electives came, I didn't go to them. What was the point? So it was just like you hit that low place, like whatever. What's the point? Yeah, it was, just, it was just whatever. I realized my granddaddy was going to sleep early, so we started taking his car, mm -hmm. driving all around. <laughs> we, didn't, yeah. we didn't have no license. Yeah. We broke down on the Hampton Roads Bridge tunnel with <laughs> yeah. the car. So we just started doing all kinds just of other stuff. Just wilding out, yeah. Yeah, started doing dumb stuff. So what brought you to a place where you finally realized, like, what am I doing? Well, it was my senior year in mm -hmm. high school because all that was my 10th grade year. Yeah. So I got to my senior year in high school and it's like, all right, what happens after high school? Like, you already know you're going to graduate. That's why you're not going to these classes. So what happens after high school? Right. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to go to college. So I applied to Virginia State University mm -hmm. and I applied to Norfolk State University. Well, my aunts and my uncles here was like, we're not putting you in Norfolk State because look how you acting in Norfolk now. Yeah. We got to get you out of Norfolk so you can refocus and get your head together. Mm -hmm. So my family didn't pay the enrollment fee to go to Norfolk. They paid the one to go to VSU. Yeah. So they made the decision for me. So I ended up having to go to VSU because that's the only option I had. So that worked out for you because you got away from the environment that you was used yeah, to. Yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. Wow, wow. So you do your four years in Virginia State? Yeah. Wow. So what, what happens when you come out of there, though? I graduated from Virginia State in the fall of 2009. Mm -hmm. And I stay up in Richmond with my dad. Okay. My dad was living in Richmond, but yeah. we, we weren't really that close at that time. Mm -hmm. But I ended up staying up there in Richmond. So I ended up working for his law firm as like one of his paralegals. So wow. I started learning how law works, how to move, all these kind of laws that you got to do when you start in business. I started learning the business and what to do after I get out of college and mm. start working under him. Wow. So I learned a lot of the law and paralegal stuff and the business side of things from working at that law firm. So then in 2015, 14 or so, I was prepared to come back to Norfolk. So what happens from there? Like after you've learned all of this stuff, you come back to Norfolk. So what do you do mm. from there? 
so one of my line brothers from Virginia State, okay, he has a drum line at Trinity Baptist Church. So he says, hey, I want you to come look at this drum line at Trinity Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. You might can be able to help. We're going to see if you like it. You know what I'm saying? So I go to the drum line at Trinity Baptist Church. They got this little drum line at the church. It's it's pretty cool. Like what they were doing and mm-hmm. what they were trying to do was cool, but it was on a smaller scale. Got you. It wasn't like as big as what it was supposed to be. So I decided to help him at the church and we start working with the kids in the drum line at the church of Trinity Baptist. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, these kids start getting really, really good. <laughs> so you know how to play drum. Know how yeah. To... Okay. I played at Norview. Got you. And then my mother had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. My biggest fan's not here. She's so not there no more. So I don't really yeah. care if I play or not. So drums wasn't really my thing. Got you. And then when I went to college, I wasn't supposed to play drums. Mm-hmm. But what happened was I went to orientation and I saw a tall guy outside with dreads playing drums. And it looked sweet. <laughs> so, so so I walked over to the bedroom and ended up auditioning and getting a scholarship. So it was like, all right, well, since I got to go to VSU and all those little people up here, right. what better way to start learning people and gaining my social skills and mm. try out for their band? And they joined their band. So I ended up being in the band at Virginia State for the whole four years. I was actually in charge, like, section leader my third year mm-hmm. of the drum line. Yeah. Wow. So when I come back to Norfolk, I meet up with one of my drumline brothers at VSU. I go to his church. We start helping his church. And this church starts getting like dumb sweet. And these are like little kids. So we're like, all right, so what happens if we go to the high school? Because we made this church sweet. High mm-hmm. schools will have more time to work with you. Right. So if we go to the high school, we'll get like three or four days to work with these kids. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to be sweet, right? So he was like, all right, cool, let's do it. What high school are we going to pick? Well, he went to Deep Creek High School. Mm-hmm. I went to Norview. So he tried Deep Creek. I forgot what happened. I don't know. But he went and asked Deep Creek first. I don't think it worked out. Then I went to Norview and asked Norview, and I pitched the idea, and the band director at that time said, yeah. So come the summer of 2016, I was now a percussion instructor at Norview High School. Wow. This is a great segue to what I'm about to ask you. I reached out to you because I saw your story on Wavy TV 10. Uh-huh. And the story is about the nonprofit organization called Shock City Drum and Dance Corps. So uh-huh. all of that led up to where you are in terms of that right now? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot more to the story. <laughs> all right, come on. <laughs> so we get to Norview, yeah. right? And the first year at Norview, Norview's never done any kind of drum competitions. Norview's never won no drum competitions or nothing. All right. This is when I get there. Nobody really knows about their drum line. Mm -hmm. The band won when I was in school, but I had been in school 10 years prior to this. Mm. So I take them as a percussion instructor. Our first year, we start doing all these drum competitions. We start going to Richmond, everything. Everybody's like, who, who, where's the school? Where's the school coming from? Mm -hmm. We've never even heard of this school. So then that same year, we throw a drum competition at Norview. We got all these schools from Virginia that show up to our drum competition. Mm. So now this drum line is starting to be bigger than the Norview High School band. Wow. So it's kind of like it's a drum line featuring the band because everybody's coming to see this drum line. It has its own drum competition. Uh, The second year of percussion instructor at Norview, we started winning trophies. So now they're starting to win. So with success comes more success, right? So I had some guys, because one of my homeboys was percussion instructor at Oscar Smith, but mm-hmm. Oscar Smith High School didn't compete at drum comps. So we had some kids at Oscar Smith in Chesapeake that would drive all the way to Norfolk to Norview just to learn under me. So we had a drum line of both Oscar Smith and Norview kids 
over here at Norview. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, this is not a high school. Right. This is more than one high school. It's like two or three high schools. So that year we were gonna compete in the competitions under a different name. Mm-hmm. We couldn't take the Norview name because these ain't Norview kids. Right. So we have to do something else. Everything just blessed, man. Yeah, it happens for a reason. <laughs> So at Norview, mm-hmm. the band director that I was under, remember I told you, we're getting all this recommendation, this credibility and right. stuff. So their brand director there, because mm-hmm. of all the work we're doing, he gets offered a better position at Granby. So he's switching schools. Okay. Right? He calls me and he says, I just want you to let you know, I got the job at Granby. I saw the work that you've done at Norview, and I wanted you to come to Granby with me, because Granby was his alma mater. Right. Right? So I told him I couldn't lead a Norview kids like that. Right. Because it wasn't my career to be a teacher. I'm just helping out you guys. And we built this Norview thing up to where it is. Mm-hmm. I can't just abandon them and go across the street and go to Granby with you. Right. <laughs> so I have to respectfully decline that because of my kids. Got you. I can't lead these kids like that. I'll work with the next band director at Norview, but I can't lead the kids like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So they get a new band director at Norview. I meet the new band director at Norview. We have a meeting. He tells me, you know, he wants to go his own way. He doesn't need me there. He wants to go his own way. He got his own plan he wants. Wow. Which is probably what the other band director at Granby already knew. Already knew, yeah. He was trying to get me to come to Granby with him. He probably already knew that the guy at Norview wasn't going to let me be at Norview. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about the teaching with me. So we had that agreement. I wished him the best. I stopped. I said, you know what? I've done everything I could do with drums. I'm going to leave Norview alone, and I'm going to retire. I've already done the church thing. I've already went at the high school level. I got nothing else to prove here. I'm done, right? So I let the kids at Norview know that I was no longer going to be their instructor, that I was done. I was stepping down. I really wasn't stepping out, being forced out, Mm -hmm. but I was stepping down. Some of the kids saw that and saw what was going on, and a, a lot of that drumline quit that band. Wow. So they quit. So now you got me not doing anything but going to work. You got all these Jeez, kids quitting. that quit. Yeah. Now what they gonna what do? What they gonna do now? What they gonna do? Yeah. All because of like egos and things, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was about a couple months later, maybe like two months later, I get on Instagram and one of the kids is on Instagram right. smoking. Smoking on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, if I was still around, you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So y'all need me. So I gotta come back to save this wow. because it wouldn't happen like this if, if I was still there. in the picture. So after that, mm-hmm. that's when we started to make Shark City jump. Wow. That's when I came out of retirement <laughs> and that's when we started Shark City. Yeah, because you started seeing the kids falling off. So you said, I'm coming out of yeah. retirement. I'm, I got to come out. Man, they, shout out to you, Fred. They need me. Yes, sir. So I came back. So talk about that, man. Let's talk about it. What is that all about? Shock City Drum and Dance Corps. Well, for us, it's the mission of it is to build better relationships with our community. Got you. But the main goal for us, mm-hmm. it's always been the goal for us to get as many kids off the streets as we possibly can. And if we can get as many of them off the streets as we possibly can, then we've done what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So how do you go about getting the kids? So I'm still a high school percussion instructor at Churchland High School in Portland. Okay. Uh, One of my partners that work with me, he's percussion instructor at Booker T. Mm -hmm. Then we have another partner that's percussion instructor at Lake Taylor. 
And he's also a percussion instructor at Hampton University. So we still work within the high schools. Right. We also have deals with like John Marshall Elementary School. We teach classes over there. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of church events where we recruit there. So we're still heavily connected with the schools. Got you. So that's how you get the kids to come Mm -hmm. in. So you get girls and boys. Yeah. Got you. So how could people find you? How could they reach out to you if they want to become a part of the organization? we got a website, www.sharkcitydrum.com. It's a chat box up there. Mm-hmm. Anything you type in that chat box comes to my phone. So you'll be talking to me directly like through the website. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to talk directly <laughs> to me. Right. So you can do it that way. You can inbox the messenger on Facebook. It comes to me then. You'll be talking to me on Facebook. You can inbox the Instagram one. It'll come to me too. So a lot of the ways that we have to communicate, most of them come directly to the top. Yeah. Directly to you. Wow. So how has it grown since you started, man? Once we got big enough, we expanded to have a baby shark drum line, which is elementary school kids. And we also have a senior citizen drum line at the Berkeley Senior Center. And we also have an autism drum line as well. Mm. So we have about five or six lines now. There's over 100 people. So you stay busy then, man. You a busy guy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Always something going on. Always teaching. Always. But shout out to you, man. You're helping a lot of young guys and girls change their lives for the better. But Mm. even to piggyback on what you were saying, even when you reached out to me yesterday about the news special, yeah. I hadn't even seen it yet. But when you called me, we were at practice. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'll call you back. And everybody was like, yeah, y'all on the news. Well, we still practicing. Yeah, we. I didn't even see it until like maybe wow. 10 o'clock that night. Wow. People see you, man. People seeing what you're doing. You know, it's not in vain. You're helping a lot of people, man. So as I stated, shout out to you, man, for everything you're doing. I got a question for you, man. If you could go back right now in time to talk to the younger Fred, what would you say to him right now? I will honestly tell him to understand the signs of what a heart attack was. Because maybe if I would have knew the signs and knew what was going on at that time, then I probably could have done something better. For your mom. And yeah, because at the time it was only me and her in that house. Mm. And I was playing video games. I had no idea that what the signs were to look for or nothing. So had I educated myself better, you never know. Mm-hmm. So I always tell myself, if I could tell myself something at that time, I would tell you, notice signs of something being wrong yeah. and be able to understand what your surroundings are telling you to do. So what are some signs that you would look for? The nails being purple. Mm-hmm. Like they say like the coloring, your nails changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the chest pains, you know, sweating. And I know when something's wrong now. And everybody that's around me, even all my friends, mm-hmm. even parents, people I deal with, if they go ghost for like a couple of days, I'll send a text message out now because I've learned to be mindful and communicate with everything wow. because you never know. Just like uh, in Shark City last week, mm-hmm. we had a mental health day. Mm-hmm. I brought a mental health counselor in there and he spoke with the kids about their mental health. And I let them know, you know, we can be going to competition in March or whenever we go into competition. Mm-hmm. I don't care if y'all win because guess what? The world doesn't care if y'all win wow. two months from now. Who won the Super Bowl last year? You have to sit there and think about you it, right? think about it, yep. <laughs> but if you make decisions and you make better decisions as an individual and mm-hmm. as a person and you know how to move yourself different, you can take that with you everywhere. Yeah. Not no stupid trophy that you got two months ago, mm-hmm. but the knowledge I've learned to move as a man and the decisions I've learned to make, I can take that everywhere I go. Yeah. So that's what I tell them. I don't care if we win. I want you to be a better person. Right. Winning is cool. Take a picture, social Winning media, blah, blah, blah. But two months from now, nobody cares about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
what you did last week don't even matter. <laughs> don't even matter. Yeah. Like, I literally have to sit here and say to myself, who won the Super who Bowl? Who won the last? Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. So how do you move as a man, man? What makes you keep going? Because people told me I couldn't. Mm, so that motivates you to keep going. Yeah. This is pretty much. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's just it. Yeah. There are no in doubt keeps you motivated. Yeah. Call it petty <laughs> if you want to, but people told me I couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> you know, when I, I went to the city government here mm-hmm. the first year, and I applied for a grant, and they denied us. And they told me I didn't have permission from the public schools. One, and our budget was ambitious because they said we couldn't make that, right? Okay, so you're telling me I can't do it. So now I'm going to keep going. And now we double, triple what that is. The motivation is you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. I like that, man. When people tell you you can't, that gives you the fuel. Keep going. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give a young man right now if you see him going in the wrong direction? The decisions you make right now will affect you for the rest of your life, regardless of what you think is stupid and what you think won't affect you, it will, you know. So make sure you make the right decisions. I can't I can't tell you what those decisions may be, mm-hmm. but be able to live with the decision that you make well, when you make it. Not only does it affect you, but it affects everybody, everybody around, around you. you. Yeah. So if you can make a decision like that, Mm -hmm. be sure to make that same decision with everybody around you. I tell them all the time, if you're not going to come to no practice with me or you're not going to be here, Mm -hmm. you call me and tell me you're not going to be here. I don't want to hear from your parent. I don't want to hear from your friend. As a man, a man keeps his word. Mm -hmm. And as a man, you're going to call me and tell me you're not going to be here or you're going to call and tell me you're not going to want to be here. I don't want to hear it from nobody else. But the person saying I'm not going to be here. But the person. (laughs) Yeah. That's teaching them responsibility. Yeah. So by them being young men, do you have to bring correction all the time? Yeah, definitely. Okay. They do push-ups every day. Okay. <laughs> so if they don't do the right thing, you make them do push-ups. It depends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's some practice stuff, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. If it's some stuff in the house or school, then we would demote you from your position. Like, if you're wow. in charge, you get in trouble from school, then yeah. you're not in charge over here. You're just a regular person. Wow. So you, you go get your life together. Yeah. So you check report cards and everything. Yeah. I love it. Because being the fact that you're not really sponsored, it's not really a school activity. Uh huh. You don't want to give nobody no excuse as to why they're against what we're doing. Mm. So you don't want to be like, okay, well, they got this program, but all their kids fail. Gotcha. We don't want that. We want to be like, yo, they got this program and all these kids are undergraduates. Mm. That's what you want to hear. Man, I appreciate this conversation. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to before we close out? uh, Shout out to everybody at the Shark City family. Them people are amazing. Amazing. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, the teachers, uh, my homeboy Orlando, Keyshawn, Mm -hmm. Sean, Warren, Harrison. Hey, the staff that we have there, it's just crazy. It's like a college staff. Like, you got different people that teach different ways. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows what they're talking about. And, you know, shout out to the parents. The parents go along with my crazy ideas. (laughs) I come up with the craziest idea, and they're going to go along with it. Just like the showcase we just had, I called them and said, I want y'all to be in the showcase and do part of the drum line. They said, okay. The parents did Tina Turner Proud Mary. Really? Yeah, one of the parents dress up as Tina Turner. I'm going to send you the video. Yeah, one parent (laughs) dressed up as Tina Turner. I was Ike Turner. And everybody else is like the ICATs and stuff. And they went along with it. 
and it worked. So <laughs> the parents are great. Yeah. It, the organization is just great, man. It just it just came a long way. Yeah. But I'll send you that link. Got you. So what do you got going on? Like anything coming up soon? So we go to New York on March 18th. Mm, that's uh, my birthday. For, that's yeah. my birthday too. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Shout out my to birthday. you, man. I knew it was something about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my birthday is March 18th too. Pisces. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so we go in New York that day for the battle mm. in the apple. Then we're coming mm. back and we go to Augusta, Georgia mm. in April the 8th for a drum competition there. Then we come back and we have our own drum competition at Oscar Smith High School on April 22nd. Once we get out of April with all the competitions, we switch our focus to our gun violence missions. Gotcha. So in June, we have two gun violence concerts. They're called Guns Down, Drums Up. One will be in Portsmouth and one will be at the Coffee Center in Chesapeake. Busy schedule, man. I love it. Yeah, man. Man, I love to have you back on, man, since I know your birthday is on March the 18th and you're a Pisces. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. <laughs> I told him, I said, if I'm going to New York with y'all on my birthday, y'all better win. Bro. Got to win. Got to win. I'm not going to the lose on my birthday. Y'all. Right. <laughs> man, I appreciate you, Fred, for being on, man. And as I stated, I would love to have you back just to share what Shock City Drum Corp is up to. So until next time, Fred, keep up the good work, and I appreciate you being on. All right, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. How man. is that like for you? Can you ever get to that place? What happened in your life? Let's just talk about it. I'm your host Chuck Do you remember what was in your mind? Genuine people just like you Your life's journey So how was that for you? So you don't want to miss it Thank you, thank you so much For always making this platform A part of your weekly listening pleasure The stories that are being shared here Don't hold it in You're not alone but let's just talk about it. Share their journeys. Guess what? You could be next. Well, I would love to hear from you. Let's just talk about it 22 at yahoo.com. Let's just talk about it podcast.com. <laughs>